On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast, we're looking back at the best of 2022. First off, it's so easy to compare ourselves to others and either feel better or worse about ourselves. Listen to what Trisha has to say about the comparison game. If I'm comparing myself, it's because I want to feel as good as if not better. Right. You know, instead of celebrating. So digging deep enough, at least for me, I think that the times that I've compared myself, it's because I'm wanting to feel pride or I want I want to overcome insecurity by feeling pride. Yeah. 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 I think you're I think you're onto something here. Um, I want to read you a quote from Paul David Tripp because he's oh, yeah. one of my favorite. He's so good. Guys, you know. Pulls and, no punches, this guy. No, he does not. <laughs> and like, if you if you buy a devotion this year, make it New Morning Mercies, Paul mm, David Tripp. It's just. 100%. I've, I've been through it two years now and like every day it punches me right in the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a good in way. In a good way. Yeah. A good, in a good way. Positive he nose this, punch. Right. He says, when you fall into comparing yourself to another person. You almost always conclude that you are more righteous than he is. And when you conclude that you are more righteous than he is, you begin to minimize your own need for grace. He goes on and says, in this way, false spiritual comparisons put you in spiritual danger. They make you think you're better off than you are and weaken your resolve to seek and celebrate redeeming grace. We Mm. must cry out for grace Mm. to deliver us from this tendency. Mm-hmm. Kind of changes the game with that, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, spiritual danger? Like, really, Paul? Come on now. Mm-hmm. I'm really in spiritual danger. But then as I gave it some more thought, I was like, yeah. And I think you mm-hmm. just hit on it. That pride element in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, God has been so dealing with me about pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how, like, sometimes false humility is pride. Because right. I think we can we yeah. can fool ourselves and make it, I am so humble. You know? <laughs> and, and even that is pride. And I, I read this quote on the show a couple of weeks back. And it, it said, if you aren't hungry for God, it's probably because you're full of yourself. Ooh. And it has messed with me ever since. Ouch. Wow. Say that again. Say if, that again. If you aren't hungry for God, it's probably because you're full of yourself. Wow. And I was like, that's some truth. That's me. Why would you do that to me on a Monday morning? You know, but it's true, you know, and God just keeps coming back and like, he so tenderly just kind of like, oh, drops those things in there. And I'm like, oh, there it is again. Well, and when we get full of ourselves, we start that comparison game and we look around at the other people and because we need to continue to fill ourselves up. Right. With that self pat on the back yeah. there's yes. a better word than that but. and well and then there's no way to get enough pats on the back when right. you start going down that right that, because you know it's empty in the long run yeah. Yeah. there is that danger even with doing this podcast like if we see a podcast and like seven people have listened to it we're like oh what are we doing wrong you yeah, know something's wrong with that one right and so everything that we have and can measure yeah automatically becomes something what are you laughing at i just like just yesterday i was looking at a post and i was like oh they liked my comment but they loved that person's comment (laughs) wow why do they love their comment and only like my i mean you there's no end to this right the areas that you find yourself wanting to compare yourself with someone else that is a highlight to show you where you're insecure Bathe that thing in prayer yeah. because that's the only way that you can actually overcome the 
insecurity of it. How else would we ever overcome insecurity? Next up, sometimes we feel like we have to say yes to everything. Why? Let's go back to spring 2022 with how to say no. We have become a culture that lets our schedule drive everything in our lives. We're so overscheduled. Our kids are overscheduled. They got too much, you know. And we have become a culture that lets the the schedule drive us instead of really what we feel called to do and our really big motivations. Now, there are days that I plan all that out and I'm intent on and God interrupts me and takes me in a total different mm-hmm. direction. At that point, you know what? I throw the planner out the window and say, hey, we'll try again yep. tomorrow. Yep. Because he will interrupt you and you can't plan everything. But I, I just want us to get to the point, number one, where we feel like we have a choice. And number two, where we're intentional about putting some things in place that are going to fill us back up. I, I have said this before on the podcast. I Nobody had ever asked me the question, what fills you back up? And I remember the first time I was asked that question, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think so many of us don't know what fills us back up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what fills its place? The scroll. Yeah. That don't fill us back up. That's avoiding something that you need to do. I've, for me, it is anyway. Yeah. That's Say, avoiding. Saying yes to that is saying no to so many other things. A Netflix binge, I'm avoiding something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's me trying to pacify, give my, my emotional self a pacifier so I don't have to deal with the real issue. So I think that for me, I'm just, I'm trying to get more intentional and I'm not, I don't do it perfectly. I, I don't do anything perfectly, but I, I, I'm trying to get more intentional because I want at the end of the day, you know, when, when my life is over and God says, it's time for you to come to heaven. I do not want people to say she did a lot of stuff that meant nothing. Right. And I think we would all agree that we, at the end of our lives, we want our lives to have mattered for God. And yet we spend so much time chasing the culture and so little time putting intentions in place to get us to that end goal that a lot of people are just letting life happen and we're drifting further and further and further away. I didn't mean to get on no, soapbox there. You know, I think that well, one of the things that I just thought of that um, is related to what you said is that we've said yes to a lot of things that maybe we should have said no to. And there are other things in our life that we need to say yes to. Mm. That it's not just that we need to say no. Mm. We need to say yes to some things and no to some of the things that are that we've already said yes to that we need to not be involved in anymore because we're doing things perhaps in our life that don't matter. Mm-hmm. And we're missing out on those opportunities to say yes to things that do matter mm-hmm. because we're doing things that don't matter. Yeah. Are you ready to make the right choices about your time and priorities? Leave space to fill your own cup so you can say yes to the things that matter. We know a lot of you may be the spiritual leader in your home. You might be discouraged that your spouse doesn't share your faith. Kelly has some great advice in this episode of the Girl Talk podcast. And I think the word is also very clear that we are to model for our husbands. Mm. 
mm-hmm. that we, if we have an unbelieving husband or we have a husband who is a believer but just doesn't understand what God's calling him to as the to be the spiritual leader of the home, mm-hmm. is to just keep doing what God has called us to do yeah. and keep submitting our lives to Christ first and to our husband second. Mm-hmm. And continuing to model for our husbands what submission to Jesus looks like. Mm. And that through that, God says in his word through that, that we, our husbands might be one for the Lord, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that our husbands might come to know God for the very first time, or might come to have a better and deeper relationship with him because of our example that we're following. I mean, that we're showing to Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing I'd say is just keep doing what God has called you to do. Never stop. Never give up on what God's called you to do mm-hmm. uh, because your husband might be one. He might not. He might never come to know Christ. He might never get to a place where he ever wants to join you at church. He might not ever want to be the spiritual leader of your household. But that doesn't mean that God has given you permission to stop living your life for Christ and stop praying for your husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the, it's the behaviors, isn't it? Yeah. That it's the actions. It's not the words, Mm -hmm. but it is the actions that really will win someone over and think about it. It's your ultimate opportunity at evangelism. Mm. I mean, it's so huge opportunity to be Christ. I think it's easier for us to resort to manipulation Sure. And a lot of people will tell you, do this, do that. And it's more manipulative than it is spiritual and God led. Mm-hmm. So I think we explain need to be, that. What well, do you mean? I, I mean, you know, we as women can manipulate men in certain ways. And when you talk about the biblical model of submission, there are a lot of people who just turn this podcast off because they don't want to hear that because I don't know if you know this or not, but the culture is so against that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have rights and I am, you know, equal and I, you know all those things and and I think one of the things that I hear you saying too is that to don't give up and to um, not try to manipulate the circumstance to work out into your favor because hey let's just be honest going to church don't make you a Christian that's right so there's probably plenty of men who are in your situation who go every Sunday and they didn't know Christ they don't know the life-changing power of the gospel so really make your investment in what you pray for deeper than that. Because I think just going to church to check a box, that doesn't get us where we want to be either. Like we have to go to the heart, you know, at our heart, we're all sinful people and God loves us. He sent Jesus to the cross. And and that's where you got to start that your husband, your spouse will encounter Jesus Mm. Because that changes everything. Mm -hmm. And to quit trying to manipulate the circumstance to work out so that it's better for you. Don't give up on what God has called you to do. He loves you and your husband more than you can imagine. Do you ever feel stuck in a cycle of negativity? You're not alone. But you can get out of the negativity. Why do I get hung up in the same stupid cycle over an (laughs) issue that I've been dealing with for years and years and years. (laughs) Will I ever be free? Am I getting a hallelujah or are y'all just laughing at me? I hope y'all have something to say because I got nothing on this. I got no wisdom on this whatsoever. I'm trapped in this. 
I have to be honest, y'all. When you start, when you said we were going to talk about this topic, it brought me to tears. It yeah. literally Why? brought me to tears yeah. because the thing I struggle with, and God like hit me between the eyeballs with it this mm-hmm. morning in the car on the way to work. The, you know, the thing I struggle with, my cycle has always been my weight. It's always been healthy mm-hmm. eating. It's mm-hmm. always been all those things. And God said to me, you're not healthy in your weight because you haven't repented of your sins of making your focus on food. And so that like stopped me in my tracks. God saying, you have not repented of your sin. Mm -hmm. And so you need to repent. Kelly is what he said to me this Mm -hmm. morning. And so I say that really as an encouragement to all of us too, that Mm -hmm. sometimes the reason why we're, stuck in a cycle Mm -hmm. is because we really haven't repented of the thing that God has sent to the cycle in the first place. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the the story in the Bible of the guy who sat, um, who actually laid next to that healing pond forever Mm -hmm. and ever, 38 years or something Mm -hmm. crazy like that, which is, you know, not, that's about how old I am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Same. Don't laugh. (laughs) For 38 years, he laid by the pool that could have healed him. You know, he had, he just had to be the first one there after the angel stirred those waters. He had to be the first one there. And he had excuse after excuse after Mm -hmm. excuse for why he had never gone down there. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus walks up and says, do you, you really want to be healed? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to be healed? Yep. Do you want to be made well? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what he says to us too, as he looks at and go, looks yeah. at us and goes, do you really want to be out of this cycle? Do you, do you yes. really want it? Correct. Because if you really want it, you have to turn that car around and drive down the other side mm-hmm. of the interstate. Mm-hmm. You have to um, admit it. And then I'll carry you to the pond. I will carry you to that yeah. healing. Well, I will carry you to the, the place where you can break that cycle, but you first have to admit, yes, yes, Lord, I do want to get out of the cycle. I do want to break it. There's something about a cycle. If you are in a cycle, if I am in a cycle, there's something happening there. It's not just a one-off. If it's happening over and over and over again, there's a reason for it. Well, and I would say this, if you get off the egg, if you have somebody, hey, help me identify the hole or the wrong road, and you get off the exit and you turn around, there are probably going to still be times where you make the wrong choice and get back headed the wrong way again. Mm-hmm. And for that, there is grace. Yes. I will yes. say that Thank one you. of the most precious things that I appreciate about my relationship with God is his grace. Mm. There's yeah. not a number where he says, okay, we've done this 10 times, the 11th time. Nope, no more. You know, And I don't say that as a license to do whatever you want to do. I say that. Because when you get to know God and you understand his grace to the degree that we can as humans, it will be the most precious gift to you that you've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll grow to love God more when you when you appreciate his grace more. Yeah. I had to do this very thing this week. This is amazing. Yeah. We're talking about this. And what helped me do that, what helped me go back to God, run to him instead of away from him, is remembering that there's nothing I do, nothing I've done Nothing I will do that's going to make God love me anymore. But there's nothing that I'm going to do, nothing that I have done that's going to make him love me any less. Right. And there's freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I can run back to him knowing, well, I didn't make him mad. Yeah. I didn't disappoint him. I didn't yeah. let him down because I wasn't holding him up. That's right. 
thank you so much for joining us in the middle of the mess. Thank you for being our girlfriends. We love you and can't wait to see what the Lord does in the coming year.